Go to College, They Said, a podcast hosted by Get Involved NC, your center for student engagement and leadership at Niagara College. We're here for students who are looking to make the most out of their time in college, enhance their experience, make connections, and gain a competitive edge. This is an all-access pass for students to listen, learn, and start to lead with their best professional foot forward. So go to college, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Welcome back to Go to College, They Said, our podcast for new and returning NC students. You guys are heading into your second week, technically, I guess it would be, but my name is Sarah. I am your Engagement and Leadership Program Coordinator at college within the Department of Engagement, Advising, and Career Services. Quite a mouthful, but I have a lovely, lovely guest with us today. Beautiful inside and out, Michelle McIntosh, one of your counselors. Thank you for being here. I'll let Thank you, you for having me. Yeah, no worries. I'll let you do a little introduction to kind of who you are and what you do. Sure. So Niagara College has a whole department that is geared at supporting students' mental, emotional, academic, and physical health. And I think that that is sometimes for new students quite a surprise. And it's interesting because even some of our returning students don't realize that we have this, this place. Our department's called Health Wellness Accessibility Service. And I agree with you, the college is really great at creating these mouthful titles because we do lots of different things, just like your department. We just do, we do everything. So um, it's, it's a mouthful because there's a lot. I actually have like one of the most killer great jobs at the college. I am a mental health counselor and I um, do therapy with our students. So I work with students from everything from um, homesickness to managing stress and anxiety to working with students with um, mental health diagnoses. So really my job as a counselor is to support students with their entire continuum of health, um, emotional and mental health. It's really important to me. And one of my passions and why I love my job so much is that I get to also do really creative fun things like hang out and chat with you or um, do some other things with Get Involved, but I also get to run a variety of wellness based workshops and specifically workshops around my absolute passion of meditation and mindfulness. Yes, I'm very excited to talk about that and how students can get involved. I just wanted to touch on how the services that you offer are still being offered and available to students virtually. Yeah, I know it's been I'm not gonna lie, as a therapist doing things virtually has been a real challenge, but I think that that's just the way it is for all of us, right? It's, it's a challenge to be a faculty member teaching virtually. It's a challenge to be a student learning virtually. I mean, some people love it and that's awesome. I know for me, um, the virtual services, I'm still just as busy as I've ever been, but I'm not gonna lie, I miss being with my people, my students. Like they're like, like I miss their energy. I miss being in a room with them. I miss being able to um, work, but but what it means is that I've just learned to be a therapist in a different way. 
Yeah. So yeah, all of our services are offered virtually. Our doctor's clinics, our nurses are available, um, our accessibility consultants. So accessibility consultants are the people whose role it is to work with students. Um, I guess the easy way to describe it if you're a new student is if you had an IEP in high school, they're the role at the college that helps you transfer that IEP into a letter of accommodation. So yeah, it's just a different, it's just different for all of us. And here we are doing a virtual podcast, right? So we're just doing whatever we can do to make sure the college feels as warm and as connected and as safe as it did September 2019. Yep, it's a new normal for sure. And I think you guys are definitely doing a great job at still connecting with the students. And I just, I wanted to make that clear so that students know the kind of scope of what you address and what people can go and talk to you about. If they do need someone to talk to, you are that person that they can reach out to. Um, so how would students go about connecting with you or making an appointment or what does that look like? So our um, main email is hwas at niagaracollege.ca. So it's just our main um, department. Um, and that's how, that's how students can just can get into the next available counselor. Yeah. And they can just email and say, I'd like to talk to a counselor, yep. uh, make an appointment. They don't have to disclose anything in that email. Nope. It's just making that connection. And we're, we say as many times as we can that services and support is there for you, but we can't always read minds. We try to. But being able to advocate a little bit for yourself and taking that step, which is not easy, but hopefully if you hear this podcast, we will post a photo of us recording, but so you will have that familiar face and at least yeah. that voice that you can go on and say, you know what, I really just want someone to talk to about this, this, or this, whether it be homesickness, whether it be adapting to like stress in the work from home, like things like that, that sometimes you just need to unpack. You need to do that with someone. So definitely. Yeah. Send off that email, hwas at niagaracollege.ca, and make that appointment. One thing I want to dive into is you touched on the different workshops that are being offered through health, wellness, and accessibility, and one of which is Kuru Mindfulness. So tell us a bit about what that is. Yay! Kuru is like my baby and I am so, so excited. So a little bit about me. So I, when I was 18, lived in India for a year. And when I lived in India, I had the coolest experience. I went to an ashram and I learned to meditate in India, which to me is like, I can't even believe that I did that. But I spent a week there um, and I learned how to meditate. And meditation has been a gift in my life. Something else you should know about me is that I have a wicked case of ADHD. I have energy like a, um, maybe a little bit like a Tasmanian devil, like a little whirling <laughs> dervish. I do have tons of energy. So when I talk about meditation and mindfulness, it's not like I'm coming at it from a walking slowly paced right like I'm you're energized yeah yeah and and for me I think think sometimes that actually makes me a great ambassador of the meditation and mindfulness because it's not about being someone different 
it's just about unlocking that ability inside yourself to be the best version of you that you can be. So I have been doing meditation off and on throughout my whole life and very, very consistently for the last 15 years. Um, I have been teaching meditation classes for 10 years and I was on a huge quest to find something that would really fit in a post-secondary institution because the thing about post-secondary is that we're efficacy-based, we're um, research, right? Like we want to make sure that what we're offering is the highest caliber. And about a year and a half ago, our director, Leanne Gagnon, found um, through her passion of mindfulness as well, um, a connection to Duke University and some programming that they had been developing and researching out of Duke University. And it's called KORU. And KORU was designed and studied specifically for post-secondary students. And what I love about it is it's designed so that students can do the least amount of meditation to get the most amount of benefit in your life. Now, like, is don't you wish that we all had that? Like, what's the least amount of exercise I can do to get the most amount, like to get maximum results? Or how much sleep do I have to get? Like, so it's kind of cool that we have this program. And, and what it turns out is that 10 minutes a day for a month of consistent meditation leads to less negative self-talk. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I think we can all use a little less negative self-talk, better sleep habits, um, better um, sense of self. And these are things that students really need. And it's the research has been done by Duke University, which we, you know, it's a, it's a great university and it's been, um, published and now we're working on doing it in different ways. So I've run the Kuru classes eight times. Um, I started last September with one of our professors, Joanna Chellen, and we both ran them. And um, we also then, I've also run them virtually. So I've got that. So we've been able to work out all the kinks and figure out how to do it. So what Kuru actually is, is a four week workshop. The sessions run about an hour, 15 minutes, and um, I teach 11 different kinds of meditation. And I think that's also something that's valuable to understand because what it does is it breaks our conception and perception that meditation has to be done in a very quiet room. I can't meditate, Michelle, because I've got six roommates and there's no space and there's no time. Yeah. I um, posted an Instagram meditation video yesterday, and as I'm doing it, I could hear my 20-year-old playing music in the kitchen and emptying the dishwasher. That is just life now, right? Like, everyone's home, um, and there's never a time when everything is perfect conditions, and I think we need to accept that. So what Kuru does is teach you different meditations so that at different times, and different things work for you. So um, there's a walking meditation, there's different sitting meditations, there's meditations to help you fall asleep, there's meditations to ramp up your energy so that you can actually have more mental clarity. Really, really cool tools for your toolbox. I think it's so important right now. People know how to do these things or people are putting in the work to do that little bit of self-care. I know it's, I would think back last year, like to this time last year when 
I'll say when the world was normal, self-care still was always like on the side of people's desks, hard to get to, never a priority. And now more than ever, it needs to be. So I think it's just so amazing that you're able to kind of show people the different ways to meditate and like that there's 11 different ways to deliver this meditation to yourself. Like I just, I'm captivated by it, but going to- Well, and I think too, the other thing we do in the Kuru classes is talk about mindfulness because I think sometimes people misunderstand what mindfulness is. Absolutely. You know, mindfulness is the ability to pay attention. So I don't know about you, Sarah, or the people listening, but do you ever get into a thought that is a very unhelpful thought and you can't let it go? Yes. <laughs> like I think everyone does it, right? Like, right. and so we do that and we keep going. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're throwing gasoline on that thought and we can't get rid of it. And now all of a sudden this thought is the truth. And it like, I'm going to fail this class is a truth and it's week three. So what mindfulness does through a meditation practice is it teaches us how to have that thought, how to understand that we're having that thought and then how to let it go. That's amazing. Yeah. I think just even in day-to-day things, it's so easy to fixate on something that has bothered you. And then it eats, especially if it happens in the morning, it eats your entire day. So I just think this is such an important strategy and skill. Like this is truly a skill that you can carry over Mm. not only for your own self and your self-care, but into your repertoire of leadership skills, going into a job, into a career, into an interview to say, what do you bring to the table? I'm able to do this. I can, like, I just think there's so many skills that come along with my fitness mm. that they'll be able to transfer over. Well, and the other piece of mindfulness is not taking everything personally. Yes. Like, so, and I, I mean, I've had that where I'm like, someone gave me a dirty look and I'm like, what did I do? And then all of a sudden with the mindfulness skill and with this training and meditation, you slowly start to understand I did nothing. And because lots of times it is nothing, right? But you don't need to lay lay awake at night. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably why the Kuru um, research has shown that people sleep better, right? Because you just learn a technique to be able to manage that. I think the other thing that really sets Kuru and my four-week meditation class apart from everything else I've ever seen is that there's an app. And the Kuru app um, is something so you log in and then you can do the meditations on your own every day. And you can pick and choose the ones you like and you can practice. You actually do the practice. Because meditation and mindfulness is actually a skill that you have to learn how to do sort of like weightlifting or working out or yoga. Like, you know, I used to have a killer downward dog, but I've been running a lot and I haven't been doing any yoga and my downward dog is killer in a different way. Like it just hurts and it's just different pain. I can't get into it. Right. It's that understanding of that practice. The other cool thing is with the app, I actually am your personal coach for the month you're in the program. So you do a meditation you log it, you tell me how it went, and then it comes to me and I go in and I coach you through the process of learning how to bring meditation and mindfulness into your life as a daily part of your practice. And it's just 10 minutes. That's amazing. 
So just to break it down further, students can, it's a free four week mindfulness course for Niagara College students. You get to access to this app and then what yeah. commitments are there outside of the app and then 10 minutes a day? 10 minutes a day. I just want, and, and the commitment, I don't know, everyone, everyone is motivated and creates discipline in their life in different ways. So some people are like, Michelle needs me to meditate every day. I need to do this because they're externally motivated, right? And that's me. Like Sunday morning, it was pouring rain and my friends were meeting for a run and I'm not going to be the one that doesn't show. But if I had to get out of bed and run on my own Sunday morning, I might have waited. Yeah, I might have not. So everyone just knows their motivation piece, right? And what motivates them. So there's the app that then I coach you through it. So it's just giving a commitment to yourself of 10 minutes a day of meditation. So it literally means scrolling Instagram 10 minutes less. It means um, maybe even on your, your bus ride, like I've had students do it in a lot of different ways, right? Figuring out how to bring that into their daily life. I probably do, I do a formal meditation process practice every morning, but I do probably 15 times a day where I've brought meditation and mindfulness into my life so that it just centers me and I just have different tools and tricks that I use to keep myself grounded because I need it because our minds are whirlwinds of thoughts that have no added value to us in a day right so it's hard but I think it's that coaching piece that then lets people and, and who doesn't want to be coached right it's help along the way and I think it's so great that it's a coach that's connected again to the college. It's not like you're going mm -hmm. to with someone you don't know. They could literally mm -hmm. have a virtual meeting with you and then hop yeah. on later that night and be like, Oh, yeah. I know it's Michelle talking to me. So I just, yeah. I love how personalized it is to our students. And yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's like such a great thing for them to do. I love And it's just a huge commitment that the college is willing to make for the wellness of our students, which is what I, I often am just like, I know sometimes, especially if you've gone to high school or you're just coming here, sometimes it can feel like, ah, it's a big place and nobody cares. But once you look and you really feel it, this is just such a compassionate post-secondary institution. It's really powerful. I know. I always feel like we're so biased because we have had just, I mean, I've had a great experience on the student side and now the staff side, but I think that's why. That's what the culture at NC is. That's that NC DNA is that everyone in their roles and their positions are so passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. They want the students to feel that way too. They want every student mm -hmm. to be comforted. We want every student to feel welcome. And that doesn't change just because we're virtual. No. I feel like that's been amplified because we want them to know that we're here for them. So how will students get involved with this? How can they sign up? How can they start? Because it starts next week. Starts next Thursday. It's Thursday. What's that? The 23rd? Yeah. The 23rd. It starts the 23rd. So really, if you want to do this, it starts the 23rd, but also know that I'll be doing one after. I do one before reading week and one after reading week every term. So if you, if you're getting to this podcast and it's after the 23rd, you can still shoot me an email and I'll get you on the waiting list for the next one. You can just email me directly. mmacintosh at niagaracollege.ca. We'll add it to the show notes and to our post for all. Perfect. 
Yeah. And if you can just put in your subject line, sign me up for Koru, K-O-R-U, and we can put that in if you don't mind doing that too, because then it's easy for students, right? You just have to shoot me an email. You don't even have to write anything. You just put it in the subject line and I'll just keep you to be signed up for that. Amazing. Okay. One last question because we are kind of into our second week of working and learning from home. Our students are grinding it out. Any advice for students learning virtually right now? I would say figure out what your learning style is and how you can be mindful and present virtually. Because I know for me that's been a really big learning curve, how to be engaged and to keep myself sharp when it's so easy just to check out. Um, and, and understanding that it's actually not about making other people happy. It's a commitment to yourself, right? It's that having the discipline, and, and it's funny because I've been talking about discipline versus motivation a lot lately. And that's the piece, right? The discipline is what we need to keep ourselves engaged. And if you feel yourself checking out, what do you need to do? Do you need to get up? Do you need to shake it out? Um, I have three different playlists now. Um, one is the Niagara College playlist that we did last fall that was great. And then I have one that I made myself that's actually called my COVID attitude adjustment so that when I'm starting to feel somewhat negative or like hard or like low energy, I just crank it and they're all songs that make me want to dance. And they're like everything from Wham and Dolly Parton to like sadly Imagine Dragons. And like, it just doesn't even matter, right? They can be some Taylor Swift. Like it doesn't even matter. It's all genres of music, stuff that just makes me want to dance. Um, because that's the piece, but it's, it's that intentional part of learning that is now on our laps. And we really haven't been taught that school skill in elementary school and high school. So it's also something that you can do. We have an organization, uh, another group called Thrive at NC for students who are struggling academically and need access to a counselor and a learning strategist, figuring out how to build all of these levels of awareness for themselves. If you're struggling with mental health, we also have a depression group that's starting with two of our clinicians. Um, so we're really trying to meet students where they are so that when you leave, you don't just get handed this diploma that's so very valuable, but you also have this inner set of strength for yourself that is going to carry you forever. So amazing. It's so true. It's not just a, ever a quick fix. You have to put in kind of the work to do it, but we're here to give you the tools. So thank you so much for sharing all You're of welcome. them. I hope that so many students are able to reach out and participate in many of the amazing workshops and offerings you guys have, but follow the show notes to sign up for Carew starting next week. And thank you, Michelle. You're welcome, Sarah. Bye everyone. Bye.